0: Welcome to another episode of watchpoint Radio national's Buttons podcast dedicated to overwatch and its community. I am Jared, and I'm here with Mikey Key Kenny. yo, what is up? yes and we for this episode we are bondless. Jason Bond cannot join us tonight, but he will be back next week hopefully uh but yeah, this is watchpoint radio episode twenty three We're recording on September twentieth for release on september twenty first Mike, how you doing? I am... I am... I don't even know. (laughs) It's been a long week
1: of... i played a little bit of Overwatch, but I haven't played a whole lot of Overwatch. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I... I've played some competitive, but I've actually been playing more Quick Play recently. Do you get the loot box itch? uh, Not necessarily, even though I did finally get promoted last week. I got my first promotion.
1: Oh, see, so there you go. Welcome. You're just, you know, two promotions behind. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I have been splitting my time between console and PC. So. I
1: know. I know. You've you've got the console on lockdown. Yeah. I think so. I played like three games of console last week. Oh, you did. I think hey, I you did because I had I me? I got I I I, I uh, met a friend. An event and he plays Overwatch, but he only plays on console. And I was like, I, I guess I'll play
0: with you. And so we played like three games, and then I was like, All right, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I enjoy playing on console mostly. When I play competitive, is difficult. Something we've talked about several times at this point on console, <laughs> but um. Even, even even now on PC, like I'm not solo queuing. I refuse to solo queue, which is why I think I've been playing so much uh, quick play, because I'm like, well, I don't want to solo queue, but I don't feel like finding a group. I'll just play some quick play, and that's it. Like I've, I've definitely played um, competitive less, even though and even though I've been playing it less, I did get my maximum rank up to twenty six hundred three. So I'm um, hunkered into platinum now. At twenty six oh three, I actually my current rank is twenty six hundred because I I lost a game then I won one but I didn't get back up twenty six oh three but that's regardless but I, I did make it to the twenty six hundreds and I, I mean if I played more I would definitely be, I think I'd definitely be ranking it up more because uh, my experience has been like I said last week you gain more experience you gain more SR with a group. And you lose less SR with a group. That's what it feels like, because you know that that's just that's just how bees, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah uh, but, uh, between the magic,
1: the magic that is the SR ranking system and how the fuck it actually works, who knows?
0: Exactly. We're actually gonna. That's one of our topics we're gonna get into today. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about. Uh, Jeff Capel made a post about the lever penalty. Uh, we are gonna talk uh, about why no one wants to play healers, and we're gonna get into you know how to counter Anna's alt because that's a big problem. I- I've seen Anna's alt go unchecked like you know you know several times in a game, mm-hmm. and people just clearing points off because no, it, either people can't stop the ults or they don't know how to. So everybody just runs away. We're gonna talk about that plus our weekly updates. So, but let's get into our first topic, which is talking about the SR skill ranking and our top story. Top story. Okay, so uh, there was a post on the EU Blizzard forums talk with a a user who had a theory. Well, it was was a bit more than a theory, but um, about how the SR system works. He thinks he's finally broken it down. And he has a lot of data to show for it. Like he played a hundred games, and recorded, um, you know, his current SR, the SR loss, and SR one mm-hmm. from each each win and loss. So uh, he has a lot of data here, and a lot of people seem to think he's right. He's get it's it's a highly rated post. Um, Of course, I have to disagree because that's what we do on this show. We disagree generally. (laughs) No, that's not the only reason. I I, I mean, I wanted to talk about it because I think it's an interesting theory. But for me, it shows two things. It shows that one, well, it's further proof that people are definitely experiencing the game or the SR ranking system differently. Because last week we talked about a guy who was getting, we're talking outside of win streaks, getting 50 points for a win. You know? And he was having a great time climbing up the the ranks while, you know, me, according to my 40-minute rant the other week, not so much, (laughs) you know. Uh, But then, you know, we have this guy who has data that he wants to show uh, that we're going to talk about. And then, you know, I I guess I'll interject with my findings on Mikey, too, Uh, you know, how I, you know, agree or disagree with theory. So, first off, he's one of the big claims he made is that medals don't matter. He says that medals earns have no effect on your SR increase or decrease. So he said, you know, he won with Reaper four gold medals, 18 points gained. Then he won with Soldier who didn't a uh, win with Soldier who he did not play well and he changed to Lucio later, only a few bronze medals, 23 points gained. Win with Zenyatta only silver medal for healing gained, 25 points gained. So that's what he's saying, like you know, based off of things like that, uh, he's saying that medals don't matter, and I have to disagree with that. I'm not sure what your experience has been with this, Mike. Now, for SR gain, game, I can't say that he, I can't say that he's wrong because I've definitely had a game or two where I'm like, dude, I got some ridiculous, I got ridiculous gold medals, you know, I got four gold medals or five gold medals, and I only get like 20 to 25 points. Mm-hmm. But for SR loss, it definitely matters. I have had games where I've lost, mm-hmm. but had four to five gold medals and didn't lose any SR because of it.
1: Yeah, I've I've noticed that. Like, if you like, the more gold medals you have on a loss, or the more higher up medals, the pointy the point loss isn't as great. But if I lose as a healer, like as a main healer, I probably unless like my entire team was crap. And, you know, I somehow pull, like, a bunch of gold medals out of my butt. I only get one gold, typically, which is healing. And then I lose quite a bit when I compare it to, like, my uh, Pharah that would do objective kills, eliminations, and possibly damage done.
0: You know? Right. Right, so you're you're basically seeing the same thing as me. Yeah. All right, but in a loss, not in a win.
1: No, win, I, I, I... I don't know. I can't really judge based on, But on a loss, yeah, I've seen it kind of, like, vary.
0: And maybe because we just pay more attention to a loss. Like, how much am I going to lose not That would be true, too. Because
1: when I lose, I'm like, I can't believe. Why, why gods? Why yeah. Overwatch gods have you forsaken me? I reigned justice from above. Why?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say, like, you know, I... What so one of the reasons why I didn't sink lower when I was placed in gold was because I had several matches where we lost, but I had four gold medals at the least, and I didn't lose any skill points. So when I won, it's not like I had to climb back up there. Now on the other side of that, which we're gonna dig into a little bit more, um, I've had times when actually when I first got on the ladder, I placed in gold, like you know, around twenty four hundred, right? I win three matches, I get 20 points each. Great. I lose one game and lose like 60 points. hmm You know, that, that was a, 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 sh- a turner off for the night. I turned Overwatch off for the rest <laughs> of it after that. You don't lose 60 points in one game and keep playing Overwatch. Yeah, you walk away. And even away. if you're thinking about playing Overwatch after losing 60 points in one game, don't because your head is not in the right place after that. Yeah, that's
1: what we like to call tilted.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's it is it is. the
0: right place. After that, whew. yeah. So uh, yeah, he says metal don't matter. Me and Mikey disagree. Not, on, I mean, on game, on wins maybe, but on losses, it definitely, it definitely matters. Like you, even on a loss, if you t- if you see your team falling apart, you know, you see the walls of Jericho coming down, you still need to fight tooth and nail. Now you're fighting against your own teammates to get <laughs> good medals. It feels like. You know that's that's what it feels like, and unfortunately, now that now I've said that, I you know um, it, that could actually be a, a pretty bad thing because you don't want somebody who is actually like an active healer being like, "Oh, this team sucks," so I'm just gonna go Soldier Seventy Six and try to steal everybody's gold medals. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're a healer, you probably already have gold for heals, so you can keep that by using soldiers. Uh, Biometric field or whatever it's called—I forget what it's called. Maybe yeah, unless um, someone else can steal it. Yeah, and then you could try to steal damage or steal kill, steal uh, you know eliminations from somebody. So that might not. Oh, I hope I hope I didn't just put some an idea in somebody's head. Erase that. Nope, keeping, keeping that from yeah. my own book.
1: If our team sucks, drop mercy, pick up soldier. Thanks, Ja.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look, look, Watchpoint Radio does not endorse being a dick. Like, don't do that. <laughs> we don't endorse being a dick. Put or being an teleporter
1: asshole. facing
0: a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you only do that if you really dislike your team. <laughs> that, that's Endorsed really by Ja. <laughs> 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 All right. so let's move on to his um his next point that hero type has no effect on SR loss or gains now right off the bat I think you can say this is false because Blizzard confirmed that that like that the, the hero type has an effect mm-hmm. they confirmed that earlier in the season which is why we got a rebalance mercy at the beginning of the season
1: <laughs> yeah rebalance mercy
0: Sure. To a degree. To, to a, degree. a degree. Like, they... they, Jeff Kaplan paid specific attention, because we read it here on the podcast, he paid specific attention to Mercy and Lucio yeah, not placing well. Mm-hmm. With community feedback. And based on... Not just community feedback, but based off of what they were seeing in the game itself, from the stats they collect in the game. They, they, they saw that. So, yes, hero picks do affect one your placement but then you know that extends into sr loss and gain and you have i'm sorry but you have one guy who played 100 games versus so many people saying that they're not getting the skill rank that their friends are getting when when you know when they're playing games and so their friends will tend to outpace them which is the same problem people had in season one you know, but in season one, it was a little bit more difficult because now you can actually, since the SR numbers are so large, you can see the SR numbers go up and down a lot easier versus season one it was like, ah, how much SR did you get? About an inch worth, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's thirds. a bit more. It's
1: a bit more clear. There's yeah. a bit of clarity with like how how much you actually lost, which I don't know. It's it can be great or it could just be a Sweep your leg for the evening kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got its ups. It's got its merits and it's got its disadvantages. So I don't know. Right. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, like the the hero type thing definitely uh, definitely does matter because you could perform better in more categories with certain heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, certain heroes like you know, like you know, Mer- a mercy. It's not impossible, but a mercy should never have a medal for. Eliminations. Have, or you know, eliminations or uh I don't know, maybe for objective time, that's a different story. Like if you're just sitting on the cart as mercy and healing people. Yeah. Or Zanyada. Um, you know, or definitely not a, a medal for damage. <laughs> but like you play a soldier, a soldier seventy six can have I mean, I've done it, I've had five gold medals with soldier seventy six. I've had five gold medals with Roadhog. Mm-hmm. Those are just two characters off the bat that I think that, that I remember. Uh, Can have five gold medals. Even May can get five gold medals. But I've never seen that. That would be impressive. (laughs) Because she, you know, the the amount of healing. I've gotten
1: gotten four and a silver. Four
0: and a silver?
1: But like, I don't think I've ever... There was two healers. So I was out healing myself for one person. But I can't remember. Maybe it was a Zinya I don't know. But
0: I've gotten that. But that's the closest I've ever gotten to doing something like that. Yeah, so it definitely does matter. Um, now, that's not me saying only play certain characters to place. Um, I'm not sure if the, you know, well, first of all, I mean, hero for healers, it was definitely a problem. The healer type issue or the hero type issue was a big enough problem for Blizzard to pay attention to it. They saw a big discrepancy. Now, if you want to talk about, you know, now I think it's it's a bit closer, for sure. But if you want to talk about the difference between playing a Soldier 76 and a Reaper, or let's say go across classes, like difference between playing uh, Roadhog versus 76 or Reinhardt versus 76, I don't think you're going to see a big difference there. But there definitely is some difference to playing heroes and the opportunities that those heroes have, I guess, to, to show their performance. Hmm. Right, uh, so you saying that win and loss streaks are pretty much the only thing that matters now win uh, and loss streaks have always been a big deal
1: mm-hmm. you I know, can when, definitely tell when like on a streak like I'm getting a lot more points or if I'm on a losing streak I'm losing a lot more points
0: absolutely like that's the thing with a win and loss well, first of all if you're on a loss streak your best bet like if, you see, if you're about to get your third loss or you get your third loss I just turn off overwatch for a little bit you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> 'Cause that shit's in your head at that point. Yeah. You know? But you don't want to continue that lost streak. Like there you'll find some people in the forums that have gone on like twenty or ten to twenty game lost streaks. I'm like, how are you still gonna
1: game? Why would you do that to yourself? Why yeah, like, why
0: why do you why do you want to hate yourself that much? I just don't get that. Absolutely. Like it's just it's just not worth it. It's not worth it for your mental health. Uh but you know, they're uh, Yeah, the win streaks is what you want to go for. I mean, I went from... I had a win streak over the weekend. I went from getting, like, I would say between... 25 to 27 points per game. I started getting between 50 to 60 points per game on a win streak. And that was broken by a draw. That was so... We were so mad. It was a 20-minute match that ended in a draw. Ugh. But... Yeah, the, um... The win streaks, the the win streaks are very important. The loss streaks are important. You gotta know when the when to the hold them, when to the fold them. <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying? Right. Yeah. I yeah. I, I get that. Uh, it's just just don't do it. Like, I mean, if you're on a winning streak, push. Yeah, press, do it, press, your, yeah. press your luck, press it all day. But when you start whammying out, like,
0: just, just walk away. Uh, a win streak is how I got to fifty eight. Like, I went from 52 to 58 in one day. Like, I, not even a day. Like, we're talking a matter of, like... I, I literally two think two I got... three hours.
1: I believe you, because I think I literally... I won, out of my placement matches, my six victories, I think, like, four of them were back-to-back. Oh, yeah. So, I think that might have played,
0: like, a big deal in my placement. It's because I won four in a row. Yeah. See, this thing, like... This, I don't know it, the, You know what the problem with the skill rank system is? What? It assumes the matchmaking system is working properly. That's our big issue here, because with skill with skill uh, win streaks, sorry, with win streaks, it makes total sense that you will get a, a shit ton of points for a win streak. Not because of some grand prize that you deserve, but because the system wants to push you away from those other players you're matched with. Because obviously you're too good to play with them mm-hmm. if you're on a win streak. If you just won back to back to back, you need to get the fuck out of this area, out of this zone. However, we have talked about the matchmaking system and how it's just not that great. Right, It feels like the higher player you have or the higher tier you have, it's going to try to go to the opposite end and pick up a low tier player and put him into a group with you. If it has to, that's, that's part of the problem with the matchmaking system is that like, it doesn't, especially in the lower tiers, it just doesn't match you up that well with other players, which is an extension of the placement system where instead of people starting in bronze and making their way up, it feels like the placement system is filtering everybody toward 2,500 and you go up or down based off of that. Hmm. That's what it feels like. Because there's definitely players, because it's like they want to put you into 2,500 and then you'll either lose your way down to silver or you'll win your way into diamond.
1: Yeah, I can I can see that. I just don't think I've played enough matches to experience that yet. So I don't know. Well,
0: yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you were in platinum when you placed, right? Right. So not saying that platinum is the mecca or like super great players. No, it's just
1: like I think platinum's like average.
0: I would say yeah, platinum is pretty average, which it shouldn't be, but it is. Platinum is pretty average. Um, but yeah, when you get into gold, twenty four hundred and below, <laughs> it's 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 a crapshoot. Like some games, you'll get people who know what they're doing, and it's great. But then some people, you, uh, you know, you they they should be in silver. Or, I'll put it like this, they're in what I think silver should be. You know, the way the system should work is that bronze should have the most players in it. Bronze yeah, absolutely probably. should have the most players in it, followed by silver. And every tier that goes up should have less players, but it does not feel like that. It feels like everybody is in silver, Oh, sorry, is in gold or platinum. That's what it feels like. Everybody's in gold or platinum. Even when I go to the LFG site everybody's in gold or platinum and when I see somebody in silver I'm like, oh man that really sucks. How did you get down there? When yeah. that shouldn't be a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that just shouldn't be a question because of the way the system is. But going back to the SR system, the SR system assumes that the matchmaking system is working and the matchmaking system is assuming that the, the placement system is working. When you look at all three of those together, I think that's where where we're having our problems, because I don't think the SR system would be nearly as big of a problem if the matchmaking system was working properly, because most of your games would be tighter. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. Right, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah the win-loss streak thing, it makes sense, because if you're in a losing streak, it's like, oh, you're not good enough to be up here. We need to push you down. And if you're on a win streak, it's like, you're too good to be down here. We need to push you up. But the system is just... It's assuming the matchmaking system is working properly. So, on the one-loss streak um, matter, he also says that uh, there is no disproportionate loss to gain ratio. And that is not true. (laughs) That is... He's saying it's imaginary. I am sorry. That is not true. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in, in the lower tiers, you would have to perform so phenomenally just to to lose the minimal amount of SR. Like I said, when I first got into the game, I played three game, I played four games in the solo queue. Three wins, which gave me a little bit of around sixty, and then one loss totally took that away. Oh, that sucks. One, you mean to tell me I lost so bad that it erased three of my wins? Apparently. Yeah, like that. That bad jaw. You, yeah, I you know, just right? Can't, like, you can't terrible, hang. Terrible Overwatch player, you know. Apparently, you don't the system was play trying enough. to do what was best for me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but no, like that. There is definitely a disproportionate loss to gain ratio, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like this, I, I think the community is so conflicted on this because so many people are having different experiences. Like you know, this guy's post is highly rated because a lot of people are having his experience, but then a lot of the posts. For you know, talking about people or for people talking about the, the disproportionate loss to gain, that's the experience for a lot of people. But then you have the people who haven't had an experience saying, Oh, well, you're just bad at the game, that's the problem. Mm. Nobody actually wants to look at the issue. The only people who actually know are Blizzard. Unfortunately, we don't know how the SR system works or how it's designed to work. For all we know, Blizzard, the SR system could be working exactly as intended by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. This is what they wanted to do. You know, and that's why they're not saying anything, but we don't know. Yeah, we're just we're guessing. Or not guessing, but like Trying to use data the best we can. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh keep it moving here. He says, you know, um your av- there's like your Blizzard keeps an average skill rank or the game keeps an average skill rank. And your wins and losses are based on that. This is what he discovered. So he had a whole bunch of uh points. Where his average skill rank was, you know, based on all of his wins and losses, or I guess his skill rank after each match, you know, he did an average, and says he noticed that the closer you are to your average, the less you'll lose and gain, but the closer you are to your highest, the more you'll lose and the less you'll gain as well, mm-hmm. and that's not true as well. That's not true unless he's talking about solo queue only, because Uh, Like I said, I haven't played... uh, In solo queue, I definitely would lose more points than gain. But when playing with a group, it's the exact opposite. I think the most points I've lost in a group is 20. I think that the most points I've lost in a group is 20 points, but the most I've gained, if you don't count the win streaks, was like 30. Just 30? 30 in a group. That's the most I've gained in a group. Yeah. That's yeah. well. So you 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 have a different experience. Go for it.
1: I mean, I've gotten in a group. How big was the group? I usually keep it two to three people. Okay, I've gotten like forty before.
0: You've gotten like forty before.
1: Yeah, yeah like forty points. You're talking about like like when you win, you get like forty points, or are you talking about a loss?
0: A win. A win with, with no win streak.
1: With no win streak. Yeah. Oh, with no win streak. Yeah,
0: with no win streak. Yeah, with no Uh, win streak. I don't know about, okay, I don't know about,
1: because I think I might have been on, like, a two to
0: three game win streak, so I don't know. Yeah, well, win streak started at three. Once you get your third one, that's when your win streak starts.
1: I mean, I've I've won two games back to back, and on the second game, I got 40 points, I'm pretty sure.
0: Mm. I'm
1: pretty sure. My memory might be fuzzy, but I think, I think so.
0: I can't completely verify, though. Right. Well, yeah, like, so, like, so in, in a group, I've definitely seen the opposite. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, obviously I'm higher than my average at this point. And on a win, I'm still getting, you know, I'll say anywhere between 23 to 30 points. 23 is the lowest amount of points I've gotten for a win. But the most I've gotten, the most I've gotten away for a loss is definitely 20. Hmm. You know, so like, the experience is different. I mean, the, the, part wrong. of the problem, you know, part of the problem with this study is that it's about it's one person. I think you'd have to do the study across multiple people. You have to have to set multiple people, um, you know, trying to record the same data, and then you have to break that down.
1: There's so many variables. I don't even want to think about it right now. Yeah, like, because there's, uh, there's too many variables
0: to control. Like, his, no- his his skill rank and loss could be completely based on his performance. Yeah. You know, it could be based on his performance. The like system could be working as as normal. What I, you know, what you don't want is people taking this as gospel. You know, even though there's not much to manipulate here, it's not like you'll start playing. He even says, you know, hero type doesn't matter. So maybe that's that's good. Where people won't, will you know, won't try to play certain heroes just because they want to get higher ranking. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I disagree with that. But yeah, so the the whole thing that's based on average skill rank, I don't believe that's true because of my personal experience that's all I have um, I mean I, honestly I want to like you know you, me and you were talking I'd like to hear what Bond has to say um, but uh, I would definitely like to hear what the audience has to say like the guys who listen to this podcast what has your experience been with skill gain and loss or SR gain and loss and is it with a group or is it solo like what is it I would definitely like to hear what people have to say yeah yeah um, yeah, one more thing to say about you know uh, playing with groups at lower levels. What we call riding a low tier. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying that uh, when he did that, he actually got less loss and less gain. So when he lost a match, it didn't affect him that much, and when he won a match, it also didn't give him that much SR gain. So they, made, you know, I wonder. I-, I have not tried to ride a low tier. Um, actually I'm a little ashamed of myself cause a guy, there was a guy who was 1800 and he asked the group of me and I was like, I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't look at myself in the mirror after that. Like I'm such a terrible person. Wow. <laughs> that number, that, that SR shaming. Yeah. I mean, like, if he was my friend, I would definitely do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I knew the guy, oh, I would definitely do okay. it. Like my buddy who was he was a 35, and I and I helped him pull out of uh, you know he, he was when we talked. By the time we got done, he was he started 25. Sorry, and I was he, say 35. He's pulling you. Yeah. <laughs> he started 25, and we ended up with him in the 40s. You know, um, due to just lack of play time. But, you know, Bond was low, too. We pulled him up a little bit. I think we pulled him up to at least 56, so he can get that next tier of, uh, of uh, CP. But, yeah, like, with the guy, I'm like, I don't know him. He's 1800 I, I just can't. I'm sorry. Log off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you listen to this podcast. I I feel shame for what I did. I feel shame. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um yeah, so apparently like riding the low tiers is not as... Lucrative as it was before, so that should hopefully that'll put a stop to that.
1: yeah they should, People should lose more points if they're running low tier if they lost anyway. But that's just how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, well, I think the system's taking into account like if this is the actual case, system's taking into account that you know they are you are playing with a bunch of low tier players and it is a team based game, so it's kind of out of your control.
1: Well, yeah, and also I think it should. De- I mean, it's also got to depend on like how low tier we're talking here. But and again, they break people off where you can't
0: group with people at a certain low so yeah yeah oh but yeah that um, that that post is going to be in the show notes. uh you guys can check it out, let us know what you think whether we're wrong, he's wrong, we're both wrong, you got your own theory, let us know. Uh let's move on to Jeff Kaplan talking a bit about the lever penalty. Uh, I think me and Mike touched on this a little bit. Uh I can't remember if we did it in pre-show or if we actually talked about it on the show. I think we talked about it in pre-show. Oh, okay, yes. Sorry, guys. There's a lot of, a lot of conversations that have been had that, that never make the cut, because uh, we do it before we actually start recording for reals. Um, but Jeff Kaplan, you know, somebody posted in the forums saying that they had been banned, like, oh, temp banned, and they were upset about it because they, I guess, their internet cut out. And here is what Jeff Kaplan would say. We're really sorry you had a bad experience due to a disconnect. Personally, I hate when that happens myself so I can relate. Unfortunately, we're really in a tricky spot with competitive play in regards to players leaving matches. If you read through these forums, we get a lot of complaints that players leaving matches is a huge point of frustration for our players. Hell yeah, it is because you get the loss, you get the SR loss. The only comfort you have is that you don't get any strikes towards your disconnecting if you want to disconnect. Yeah. yeah, It's a huge point of frustration.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's no reliable way that we can discern if you disconnected because of a connection issue or forced disconnect. Because of that, we need to treat anyone who leaves the match in the same way. We we're uh, we are way more lenient in quick play, and it feels like we're generally in a good spot for, in quick play. However, in competitive play, if anything, we hear from our player base that we should be increasing the lever penalties and making it more harsh, which I agree. I mean, well, competitive should always be harder than quick play. That right. is d- how, always how it should be. He's talking about more harsh than it is. Well, I mean right now in competitive play well let me finish and we'll talk about it we'll talk about it so so uh for season two we added a 10 minute delay to your first leave to make you aware that oh your first leave to make you aware that leaving is bad and there are in fact penalties for leaving we also wanted to put an increasing we also wanted to put in increasing penalties to help dissuade people who were having connection issues from repeatedly trying to connect to competitive games amen We know that sometimes the connection issues are not your fault, and that really is a shame. But also, when these moments are happening, it's not a good time to jump into a team game and subject your teammates to the mercy of unstable internet connection bingo yep my advice for people who are having connection issues is to play like the brawl or play versus ai until the connection stabilizes again i know this isn't the answer you want to hear but hopefully you can understand the situation from the other side it's very likely that someone who was on your team in that match posted in one of the angry many angry lever th- threads on this forum hopefully this sheds some light on our process again apologies you had a bad experience I I can't disagree with anything he says here. I... So here's the thing. Lever is
1: an issue in every single online competitive game, right? We can pretty much agree on that. Yep. Like, everyone handles it differently. Everyone bitches about how everybody handles it. And there's no winners and there's no losers in in, in the Lever... Well, there's losers because you know you you suck because it because the team fucking loses because you mm-hmm. left. So, but it just feels like there's this really delicate dance that you have to play with people. Because otherwise, you you get to the point to where you've you know you've banned too many people because maybe just DC's really hard that day or. Or you end up with what fighting games have is the Lever Island, or the the DC Island, where they start playing against each other, right? and then there's just DCs left and right, and then they're off, but then there's so many of them that there's not enough people in the normal pool, and then, I don't know, Lever, there's so many, it's such an interesting problem, coming from all these, just thinking about Overwatch handles it, how fighting games handle it, how... Everybody handles it just slightly different,
0: yeah, I mean unfortunately, when it comes to when it comes to uh competitive games or competitive modes in games, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the burden should be on the lever. I totally get that sometimes your connection sucks, or your your computer crashes mm-hmm. or you get dropped, mm-hmm. okay. That should be like one and a million. So if you get hit hard, hit with a hard penalty because of that, uh, that's you know.
1: Needless to say, I think it, no one should be hit with something hard for one instance.
0: Right. Um, well, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, oh yeah, we'll get. we'll we'll talk about it. But <laughs> you know, you if you get hit with like a ten minute ban or something like that, right? Right. That first of all, your computer just crashed. Your internet's out. I don't think yeah. you really care if you're if you're one of those levers,
1: right? Like a ten minute ban. Like, uh, hey, you, your, your shit's fucked. Go deal with it. Here's you can't play for ten minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go play um, bots. <laughs> right. But for somebody like that, for somebody who. Who leaves and tries to get into another game? First of all, the competitive mode is built so that you really can't, can't you can't that. get into another game anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why, you know, why leave? But some people are, you know, the the problem with the ten minute penalty is that some people were already ready to kind of accept that fact. They know when they left the match that they would not be able to join another match. I'm even talking about if you left a competitive game and then hit join quick play it will join you back to the competitive game. Mm -hmm. So there are already a lot of people who are out there who are like, fuck it, I'm done, I don't want to play this. They leave the competitive game and just go do something else. So the 10-minute penalty isn't that big of a deal. You know? Right. Uh, They're also ready to take the SR loss. I think, and and Jeff Kaplan mentioned that, there's a lot of people who are calling for a heftier Lever penalty. I agree. I'm sorry, but I think if you leave a match that you should lose 100 SR I think you should lose 100 uh, SR now I b- think you should
1: if you, I think it should be like a streak of losses like so yeah, it'll understand? be like lose lose 50 SR Leave again within like two hours, like a two-hour window, and you leave again within that two hours, hundred SR. Leave again in a three-hour window, hundred and fifty SR. Leave again in a six-hour window, two hundred. You know, I just etc. etc. etc.
0: I see. I think they should. One, I, I think. I'll, well, first of all, because here's the thing about leaving too. By the way, if you if 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 you left because your computer crashed or your internet was spotty odds are you're going to be back into that match before it's over. So obviously there's no penalty for leaving and then coming back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but now, give me a second I'm going to get into that too. At the same time, if you leave and you don't go back, I do think you should get a harsh penalty and that's what I think you get a, like a like 100 SR loss or on, on top of whatever SR you were going to lose. So maybe a 50 SR loss on top of whatever SR you were going to lose anyway. I mean, if you keep doing it, well first of all if you keep doing it, you're gonna get a perma ban. But if you do it frequently enough, right. I think they should put a a um they should limit how much SR gain you have until you have a good ratio of leaves versus of, of staying versus leaving. Well for actually no, period. If you have if your if your uh ratio of stays to leaves is tilted in the leave direction, you should automatically get a penalty. For, uh, on, on SR game. Hmm. That's something that would stop people from leaving so much, I think. And then another problem that you have is cause I've had people do this in a game where they will leave and then come back at the very end. Yeah, to, to, to avoid, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of to, 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 like, to, like, to troll, you know? I mean, people will try to
1: find loopholes in anything you put in. Yeah. But, that's and that's what makes this hard is you don't want to overpunish people and then deter them from like well, you know, if I f- fuck if this happens I'm screwed. But at the same time you're like well if your internet's spotty and the weather if the weather's bad and your internet goes out for whatever reason probably should not be playing competitive right now. Exactly. You know and he says that and I kind of have to agree with him right. Like,
0: you know, I kind of, I, I kind of like that whole like the SR penalty thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought about that just now. By the way, like <laughs> I was, I didn't think about that before. Like, if you have a, if your ratio is off, mm-hmm. then you automatically uh, are are penalized for SR, like SR gain. Mm.
1: Penalize your increase, like they do, like experience
0: gain. Exactly, until you get your ratio up. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think I that's. Mean- it works. Yeah, I think that's, that's what needs to happen. But, you know, unfortunately, if you do have a spotty internet connection, you might not be able to play competitive mode, unfortunately. Like, if your internet is always spotty. Especially, you know, more people are probably seeing an issue now that the server update rate is higher. Mm-hmm. You know, which is another and thing. Was g- but everybody <sighs> wanted it. Everybody yes. wanted that. And
1: now they have it. They're like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another thing. Like I think bad connections should be on you know, the burden should be on the person with the bad connection. I'm sorry. Because before we were things were just like unfair. Like I was getting tired of getting hooked through a wall. I was getting, Yeah, I'm see, I'm I'm not talking about like the hook going around a wall. I'm talking about seeing the hook go straight through a wall. <laughs> you know? That's very frustrating, so Yeah. But uh, they're still trying to, uh, I guess, mess with the Lever penalty. Right now, it's not too bad, but like, I- I'm kind of on the side of people who want to see a harsher Lever penalty because the 10-minute delay thing isn't necessarily going to stop a lot of people like we talked about. Well, let's, let's move on to, uh, you know, let's talk about healers a little bit and how nobody wants to play healers because nobody protects healers. This is a, st- a sore spot for you, Mikey, so I'm going to let you take off. So tired of this. It's not the fact that I, like, I don't think
1: it's no one wants to play healers. People want to play healers, but nobody wants to play, no one wants to protect the healer. Right. So, more, and this, this is more important for, like, Mercy Lucio. But Lucio has a gun and can do damage. Yeah, sure, whatever. He can blow people off the map. Cool. That Does that mean he can defend himself 100% against, like, I don't know, everything known to man? Well, if you're pro Lucio, you could... T- no, that's not... That's great. I'm glad that you're pro Lucio and can headshot the fuck out of Reapers all day. That's super awesome for you. Let's talk about the normal person. Right. For like five <laughs> seconds. Um, so, normal person isn't going to be able to cap everybody's head off as a healer. So, guess what? If the healer dies, you're probably going to die too, because Lord knows there's going to be like, damage coming in from all sources, and you need some mitigation.
0: That being said, th- there's a lot of people who play healers because they're not good at the other types. And that, too. And people want to play that. Like, but...
1: Th- and this stands out, once again, I-, I point this more toward Mercy and Lucia, because they can't defend themselves as well as Zenyatta or Anna can. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, and then the minute, like, You stop, and the minute like a Mercy player is like, okay, I'm just dying. I can't get heals in. I can't amp damage because I'm just dying all the time because no one is willing to, you know, protect me. I'll jump to them and they'll just jump clear away from me. And then the guy that I was running from is coming back to me again and jump back to them. And they just like, nobody wants to like protect the Mercy. So then the Mercy can't do her job. So then. In this game, one of the things I've learned, if I can't do my job and I can't be effective, what's the point in playing the damn character? Right. Like, there's not. And then the minute you switch to something that can defend themselves, they're like, where's the res? Where's the mercy? We needed the mercy. Where was the mercy? The mercy was not, where was she? It's like, well, what was the point of the mercy if it wasn't being effective? I wasn't being able to do my job. You thought I was doing my job just because I was playing Mercy. In all actuality, you didn't see me play Mercy. You didn't see me die all the time because you weren't paying attention. So I had to switch to Anna or Zenyatta so that way I could actually defend myself so I can continually do my job and be effective. Mm. So PSA, don't gripe at the Mercy if she switches to something that is going to help
0: her defend herself
1: when no one's there to help her defend.
0: This is true. This is 100% true. Because,
1: like, I get it. Mercy's res? Awesome. Mercy's healing? Awesome. You know what's not great? Mercy with a pistol that isn't nano-boosted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's seen the gif of a Mercy nano-boosted taking out a whole team. Good job for her. But <laughs> Mercy, by herself, she can't defend herself against everything. And everyone's like, but she can fly away. Sure. Great. She can fly away to the tank that's not paying attention. She
0: can fly right behind her. Yep, but then
1: it's like, yes, her mobility is great if, like, the team is actually paying attention to where she's running to to help her. She's not running so that, way like, she's, like, completely free from everything, because normally if she's running, that means the place she's at's in danger, which is typically with the tank. So that means she's flying off to an attacker who's probably also not in a very safe spot, but it was, like, a spot to just be at for that just to get away from the danger at that time. So then she's still going to fly off to another direction, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's all very, like, battlefield dependent, but, like, basically, don't get mad if you see more Zenyatta's and Ana's, because it just means that, like, no one's defending the main healers
0: properly. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you'll see somebody pick a Zenyatta or an Ana all the time now, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because at the beginning of the season, they were, in, they were part of that meta talk. Oh yeah everybody like, oh no mercy don't don't do especially don't do mercy Lucio is a different story um people eased up on him, but yeah, uh even as I mean Lucio is definitely easy to defend yourself, but if you have if Lucio has two people you know you know gunning down on him or you know aiming down on right, him, that's right. gonna be incredibly difficult for Lucio to deal with, oh well, yeah,
1: s- it's like a tracer, like you see a tracer that's like, hey like what what are you gonna do
0: against that yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but Mercy mo- even more so. Like, what is she supposed to do against a Tracer or a Genji? You know, because actually, to do anything, she has to stop healing.
1: Yeah. Do you want her to stop healing, y'all?
0: Exactly. <laughs> For her to do anything, she stop healing. And I've definitely seen times where the Mercy, like you know, the Mercy will be on a tank, and the tank is doing nothing to help her out. Even if it's a Reinhardt, I mean, that's th- that's so easy to do if you're a Reinhardt and because the mercy is going to be pretty close to you just run to the mercy and start swinging around yeah you know i mean right. it's a little it's a little harder than that but still <laughs> you, you get the point uh yeah scare scare them away do
1: something just if you deter it enough they'll stop doing it cause they'll realize they can't get away with it yeah. but if you keep letting them kill the mercy over and over again they're just gonna do it
0: yeah yeah i know i uh when i play zarya the first person i'm looking to put my bubble on when i get it is the healer i always check out to see where the healer is yeah yeah you know, but that's just me but yeah mike's got a point you gotta watch out for your healers folks tip your healers don't let them die yeah or else then
1: don't gripe when they switch to something that's more you know they can defend
0: themselves with they can stay alive with yeah
1: Yeah, more more survivable because like I I'll be honest like my Ana time is now stronger than my Mercy. I have more Ana time than I do Mercy time now. Oh yeah, because I've just been like I can't. You had a lot of Mercy
0: time to begin with.
1: I did. I now I have more Ana time because I can't stay alive with Mercy even if I'm flying around and dodging and weaving and hiding behind corners and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't doesn't cut it anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Alright, uh, let's move on to... Let's talk about Anna's ult a little bit. Oh, how awesome it is? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did you talk about Anna's ult? I don't know if we want to count this as a watch pointer or not. But, you know, I've, I've definitely been in games where Anna's ult has been the deciding factor in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we'll be holding up, we'll be holding up. All of a sudden, Anna does her ult, and either everybody scatters or everybody dies. There's just nothing you can do about it. That's false. There is something you can do about it. And when mm-hmm. and I'm, when you see an Anna on another team, you need to have somebody that can do one of these things we're getting ready to talk about. All right. So, countering, to, in order to counter Anna's ult, there's two things mainly that you need, that you can use, or two methods you can use to do it. You can use crowd control, or crowd control, for those who don't know, is when you you basically stop a person. You know, you be, be, mm-hmm. they, they can't move. So crowd control or you can out heal it depending on the character. Yep. That that has the Anna because remember we're talking about twenty two different people here. Mm-hmm. They playing a quick play and Anna can ult another Anna. <laughs> so
1: Oh God, I hate it when I hate it when it's like it never fails. Someone always walks in front of me right as I'm about to ult a tank. Yeah. And then I accidentally just like ult somebody and I'm like fuck.
0: Yeah, I actually look both ways before I ult the person i want to ult. Like I know, it, but it there's like moments time.
1: but there's moments where it's like this will save them if I just do this and then oh, someone just
0: great Yeah Yeah, you know, there's just moments like that. But. Yeah, no I know what you mean. So let's talk about crowd control options first for Anna's alt. My mm-hmm. favorite is May. Which that's a shocker to hear from people. can i
1: can can we get i I need to record well we are recording we are recording (laughs) that
0: means you can't i need this not to be deleted in editing look i started playing may (gasps) after anna's alt came around because after getting the shit kicked out of me so many times of trying to find of, of trying to stop it, because most in most cases you're not going to out damage it unless your entire team, like your whole team, has to be focusing damage on this one person, which generally yeah. does not happen. Um, but so you know, the the best way to stop it is not to stop it. It's because you know the person the person whose ult is too powerful. So the best way to deal with them generally. Is to freeze them over and mm-hmm. over again. Now, if this person's a Reinhardt, right? Uh, the, I would think Reinhardt probably will give you your biggest problem next to Zarya, because Zarya can help oh, and use her bubble for a few seconds, so that might give her enough time to kill him. Eh? But with Reinhardt, if you stay uh, far away enough or catch him from behind, you'll freeze him before he has the opportunity to kill you. Mm-hmm. And and that's the case of, that, that's the case with most people with Anna, with Anna's alt. Versus a May, You can freeze them before they have a chance to kill you. You know, so even if you have to freeze them and mm -hmm. then put yourself in an ice block, when you come out of the ice block, you can refreeze them.
1: Right. The only person you're going to have a problem with that, with May is uh, Farrah. Is if Farrah gets anizol. Yeah. It's it's hard to, you can't spray it up that high.
0: Yes. But then again, it's also kind of hard, unless the is. Pretty good. It's hard for a Farah to effectively use that alt. Like the Farah would have to either be pretty good, or the enemies have to be grouped together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's all situational. Uh, situational with Farah. Uh, Genji also might be a bit more difficult because first of all, Genji's he's running around everywhere. Yeah, his alt. If, if if you if he if Anna puts alt on Genji and then Genji uses his alt, he already without Anna's ult, he can kill you in one to two slices. You know? Yeah. But with Anna's old, it's probably going to be one. <laughs> Depending on your health unless you're a tank and then it's like two. <laughs> exactly. Like Reinhardt can definitely just, you know, hit somebody once and knock him out. So Genji's going to be the same way. So he'd be a little bit more difficult. You'd have to be pretty on point with May to do that. So you'd have to do that or use Mei's ultimate. Mm-hmm. To at the very least do area of denial. You know, mm-hmm. just deny them deny him that space. Mm-hmm. So my May is definitely my favorite for doing it. like usually if I see an Anna alt, um, you know, somebody playing Anna, I might go May myself. Just so that it, as soon as I hear it, I'm marching right toward that person. If I can't you, may like you can either freeze them or ice wall them off. You know? hmm Like I <laughs> we were playing uh on um uh, Lijang Tower control center, which is... I want to say it's the last level in Lijang Tower, but most people who play don't understand what I mean, because it was, it was, in beta, it was in a certain order. So, yeah. it's control tower is the one with the with the circle thing on the inside. Yeah. And, um... Anna boosted Reinhardt. Reinhardt did a charge right toward me, and right as he got to me, boop, ice wall. Just blocked him in that area. <laughs> totally. So much fun to do. <laughs> so fun to do. Yeah, so... He just had that stupid look. I just imagine it's like this stupid fucking look on his face on the other side of that wall. Like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. This new movie doesn't happen, guys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like,
1: fucking May nerf. Yeah. Please nerf May.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, um, yeah, the uh, May, I would say, is definitely one of the better options for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna herself is a good option, because if... <laughs> if, it's, if your p- team is paying attention, yes. Yes, yeah, so, because we're going to get into that. First of all, you can't lose your shit when you see somebody get ulted. You know what I'm <laughs> so You got to keep your composure when somebody gets ulted, because Anna could use a sleep dart and knock them down for, what is it, like, five seconds? The ult will go away. The alt will go away. The ult, the if, if they sleep for the whole time the ult will just go away. Yeah, so it will go away, and you just gotta make sure your teammates don't do something stupid, like shoot them. Wake them up.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. (laughs) Fucking never fails.
0: Yeah, you gotta... Or
1: Junkrat was, like, the Junkrat's idea was, like, lobbing orbs at him, and then you put him to sleep, but the orb is already, like, you know, the explosives are already in travel. Yes. And you're just like, shit.
0: Fuck. Like, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with the... With yeah, Anna is one of the characters that can definitely deal with Anna. Uh, Yeah, you can deal with the Anna alt. (laughs) That's pretty much the best way to put it. So Anna is a good choice, not so great of a choice, but I gotta put him up there. Um, McCree's stun grenade because it may give you just enough time. <laughs> if he's low health, sure. No, but... no. Not, not low health. but give you enough time to stun him and then roll the fuck away and try to continue to run away. Like, it may give your team just enough time to get out of the area. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Like that, uh, that's, it is, the, that's the... It is,
1: it is not the most recommended. We'll no, put it that no, way.
0: No, 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 no. Low on the list. It's like, if you ain't got nothing else... This uh, is bottom tier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is bottom tier. And our stopping here, okay? Uh, Reinhardt's ult can definitely yeah. put him down. Uh, I, but I wouldn't do the normal thing of doing the Reinhardt ult and then trying to hit him. Do the Reinhardt ult and then get the fuck out of there. Or... Oh, charge him. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Or, if you're a brave Reinhardt, you do the ult and as he's getting up, charge his ass. Waste more time. Waste more time. That's essentially what you want to do. You want to waste time.
1: You know? Yeah. That's the goal in all of these, is waste the Ana ult time because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't literally kill them, unless, like, you have someone Ana ulted as well, wailing on them. Or you are, the, the team is super focused, and you have good damage. Right. I mean, yeah, if you've got, you know, Justice, Reigns, you might be able to work them down a
0: little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But. A Junkrat's trap is, pretty, is good at holding them in place, but that's only a few seconds. That might be half of the ultimate.
1: Mm, yeah, it's good. It's just going to give you. It's kind of like. It's longer than McCree's stun. So. Yeah, that's, I it's mean, not that's not <laughs> It's not bottom tier. It's not bottom tier. It'll give you enough. You know what also is good, though, what? to do to them? Like, after they're out of the trap, throw your concussion mine and just blow them back.
0: Oh, yeah, good point. You had and waste Just push time.
1: them back. Like, Junkrat's got tools to be like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like,
0: <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> I'm not having anything to do with this. And I'll say, lastly, Zarya's ult. It can all because it can hold somebody in place. Um, but if they're a Reinhardt, which there's a good chance to be on the right, the if the Reinhardt has charge, he can charge out of it, which I don't understand. I don't understand how a Reinhardt yeah. can charge yeah, out, of the black can hole. out of it. Genji can dash out of it, Genji can dash out of it, yeah. Like I Tracer, Tracer can time warp herself out of it, I guess. And you no, know, if she does it fast enough, yeah. Um, and then uh, Reaper can just go into like his shadow form and get out. I understand so stupid. that, stupid, okay. I understand that, even though technically speaking, he'd still be pulled into it in real you're life. Telling, but we're not talking about real life here. We're talking about Overwatch.
1: Yeah. But I, you're telling me Reinhardt's fucking jetpack on his back bursts
0: faster than gravity pulls? No. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that that, that bothers me. But yeah, Zarya's ult is good for keeping people in place. You might want to blow it to, to keep whoever's ulted in place. Yeah. You know? Or a combination watch- of things. If you do a combination of these things to keep the, the, the ult down. Then do yep. so, but that's the big thing. I say I, crowd control is huge for that. The other way around, it, like I said, is to out heal it. And the only person who I know who can out heal it is Zenyatta. Even the, uh, it depends, and even then it it depends on it depends on who has the ult. Yeah, but I have, I have. Outhealed Reinhardt's Roadhogs. I've outhealed Reapers that were just shooting, mm-hmm. and Annas that were just, and Annas, but An- and Faras that were just shooting. I was mm-hmm. not able to outheal ultimate a, a, a ultimate from Reaper while he was I, ulted. I
1: got Anna pumped as uh, Farah, and I did a Justice. He could not outheal the Justice. I don't think if it was close enough to the ground or if it was close enough
0: to the enemies. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, you know Zingado is probably your best bet for that because as soon as here, because yeah. most of the time people want, especially on offense, on uh, both assault and well, actually, it's really going to kind of matter, but assault and payload maps, mm-hmm. uh, people want to do a Reinhardt and a Reinhardt combo to push forward because yeah. the other team will be silly. Not to move back unless you have like the sleep dart or something like that, something to incapacitate him exactly. You know? So, and then on top of that, Anna has to be on point. If Nana's mm-hmm. not on point, not gonna work, yeah. Yeah, that dart, the, the
1: dart, yeah. uh, it should be easy to hit a Reinhardt with the dart. Yeah. It's another story to hit a Tracer with the dart, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've done it though, yes, sir. I mean, I've done it, but
0: it's still not easy, no, not, either, not the yeah. easiest thing I've done, <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah, and is the best for that. I mean, Lucio's alt does work too, but you got to remember, Lucio's alt as soon as you use it, it starts to go down. Yeah. So you know the uh, as you're getting closer to your regular health, it's going to be easier for the altar person to kill you. Uh, mm-hmm. I would not recommend a Mercy or a uh, or well, I mean or Ana for counter healing. Counter, You that- can't, they just can't do a
1: counter healing. Nah, you can counter rez. That's about it. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> You know,
0: don't worry, heroes I, never die. <laughs> that's yeah, as long as she do. doesn't get caught in the crossfire. That's the best she can do, yeah, exactly. Just keep flying from spirit to spirit. I'll bring you back soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not how that works. Yeah. But, uh, that's, th- basically those are the best ways I've found to deal with Anna's alt, and it's way less of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, way, it's much less of a threat dealing with mm. it that way. So if you have some ways other than what we've been talking about to deal with Anizalt, please feel free. Let us know what you're thinking. More more ways to help would be better. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's sick of it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So let's move on to weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right, so uh, first off, BlizzCon digital ticket for those who actually aren't going to BlizzCon. Normally I ignore BlizzCon because, you know, I'm not playing any Blizzard games, but now I got a podcast about a Blizzard game, I have to pay attention to BlizzCon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, Had a World of
1: Warcraft podcast go away this log did give a shit about BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, they, they watched BlizzCon, I'm like, yeah, sure, go <laughs> ahead. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, fine, I'm not on Wild Talk or on Touring the Goblin. Which is I got available you. every Tuesday, right here on Axel's Buttons. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. I'm. I I, I. I mean, I played Starcraft for a long time, but I figured, well, any news I want, I'll just get it from the grapevine, you know. Yeah. And now I actually got to watch it. So uh, that's why I found out that the Bastion skin... The, the only prize you get, not prize, but the perk for Overwatch is that you do get a BlizzCon Bastion skin. The character that I literally never play. I never play Bastion. So... you never. Yeah, I was like... It's
1: probably because the short just came out. Well, honestly, they've obviously been planning this. Because, I mean, but it's just a
0: recolor. It's a recolor and his chest says BlizzCon on it. I mean, I'm not gonna buy the digital it ticket. Like or are you it, buying the digital ticket? Who me?
1: Yeah. I just said I have to watch
0: it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm buying it. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I know somebody who won't. Obviously, but I mean, uh,
1: I just, I mean, I guess I should, but yeah. that's money.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, me for me, I'm buying. Well, technically speaking, if you wanted to, you'd be buying for two too. But I said like, I'm buying for two because special somebody. Uses my account for WoW. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I always like forget like when I see, I'm like, why is he playing WoW? Right?
0: And I'm like, oh right, right, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, the Bastion skin is what you'd get. I mean, there's other stuff you'd get with the digital ticket, which I really wasn't going to get into because of uh, you know, this is an Overwatch podcast. I think you get like some like a pet for World of Warcraft and something for you Dion get something World. for every game. There's there's a thing for every game. Yeah, I mean, but you do get yeah, bad bash. And I just wish it was somebody else. I mean, anybody that I played, please, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, it's but Bastion. the short just came out. We have to appeal to all the wally e lovers. Yeah, and I don't think, I, and honestly, I didn't even check, but I'm not necessarily sure. Uh, you'd get it for console. Hmm. I did not. I don't know how console players would be able to get those prizes. Did I, not think about that. I have to look I into that because my—I mean, I, I know my Blizzard uh, account is connected to my. Is connected to my PS4. Well,
1: you know it's interesting. I wonder if the Diablo people can get their rewards because Diablo Three is on console.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. We have to look into that. We'll report back to you guys next week. We got—we have some time. Mm, so, we've got
1: some time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, lastly, with weekly updates. Jeff Kaplan is saying no to mini maps. Like, some people want mini maps in the game. Why? I guess because they're saying it's hard for them to know where stuff is in a map. I'm like, really? Like, I mean, it only takes a couple playthroughs for me to learn where stuff is in a map.
1: But yeah, but exper- you're an experienced 1st version shooter person. Like, I I get that, like, it takes a while to learn that, but, like, do you really need. A mini map. I mean, the mini map is normally good to know where other enemies are. Like in in my perspective, mini map. Some people but,
0: want that. They want to know where their allies are and their enemies are.
1: No, that's stupid. That defeats the purpose. That literally defeats the purpose of some of like of no. That's dumb. No.
0: Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I would definitely say no to that. But some people say, oh. Like I don't know where certain things are. I it'll help out with that. And I'm just Ooh, like, we no, the map. Sorry, learn the map. Like, yeah, these maps, like, despite, they're not that these big. These maps are not complex at all. Wanna, it's
1: not like it's fucking uh uh. What's that Halo map that's massive? Oh, uh, I don't know. Any like, there's tons of Halo maps where I'm like, yep, I could use a mini map here because there's so many like hills and holes and shit like well, you don't that. Even have but to go like,
0: big like big for be complex. It's like. Counter Strike maps are complex, you know.
1: Yeah, but like I feel like if they're massive, then yeah, I think a map would maybe kind of help. Mm. But like otherwise, if the map is small, like come on, <laughs> you're better than play this. Game. Just play the
0: put your time in and play the game. <laughs> just put your time in. You heard it here first, folks. Mikey says, play the game. Just play the fucking Like, come on,
1: <laughs> just play the game. It'll do you some good. It'll teach you what you need to learn for later.
0: This is true. This is true. Alright, so uh the last thing we want to talk about before closing is uh actually I want to get I want to gauge the temperature of the audience a little bit. I mean, you guys for those who have been listening for a while, you know we really don't talk too much about well, we talk about competitive overwatch, but we don't really talk about esports. Uh we definitely you know on this show, we don't talk about Overwatch and esports and you know, super competitive, like X team versus Y team. And I wanted right. to see if you guys would be interested in, you know, I guess the, the, not just competitive mode, but the actual competitive community of Overwatch. Because that is a community in and by itself, by the way. Every game, uh, essentially has two communities inside of itself it has, you know, your regular players, and then it has your competitive players. Uh, it, it, I mean, every community is gonna gonna spawn that. I mean, that's how uh, League of Legends came to be. With Dota, there was Dota, mm-hmm. and then a competitive community spawned around that. Actually, almost any game you can play multiplayer against people is going to spawn a competitive community. And for those who aren't familiar with competitive communities, I think you'll find it interesting that you know one, the game plays differently; uh, mm-hmm. two, concerns are are very different, and you know, what's needed to fix certain characters would be, you know, considered uh, pretty different. You know, like, for example, in the competitive community, there a lot of people think that, uh, you know, Widowmaker doesn't have great mobility, and she needs better mobility to be a better character. But, you know, you talk to regular players, and they're like, oh, you should just make it so we can quick scope. That'll fix her. You know, so there is there is a difference between that's just a small example, but there's a difference between what you what you see in the competitive community and uh, the actual you know the normal oh I guess the regular community is what we'll call it. And I wanted to see if you guys would be interested in hearing more about that. Um, I mean, obviously we're gonna we'll continue to talk about the stuff that we talk about on a regular basis, Uh, but if you want to hear more about competitive stuff in Overwatch. you know, I, I kind of want to know how much, you know, how interested you're in it. Because we were thinking about doing it anyway, uh, you know, adding that stuff in. Because stuff like Overwatch Cup is around and things like that. So that's that's just a question. Let us know, uh, you know, how you feel about competitive Overwatch and Overwatch and esports and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll see what we can do. All right? So, but that is going to bring us to a uh, a close today. I think so, Mike? I believe so. I think we've said our piece. I think so. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening. We have several other podcasts for you to listen to uh, for other games if you're interested. Uh, We have In Orbit, which is our Destiny podcast, releases uh, bi-weekly on a Monday, so the next In Orbit's going to be next Monday, which, uh, for those who who are playing Destiny this week and still listening to this podcast, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause uh Rise right? of Ryan is out. I haven't heard anything from Jorge all day. So <laughs> he's lost it he's lost in that man. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I just wasn't watching Facebook enough or not, but I haven't seen shit from Jorge. <laughs> he's oh, busy playing I have
1: friends I have friends too that are like that I haven't seen them post anything. They
0: are they are blacked out. Yeah. So I mean if I turn my my PS4 is on right now, I just turned around I'm like hmm, I got that on last night. <laughs> what were you oh probably Overwatch? Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I like I I if I looked at my friends list, I'd probably see a bunch of people playing Destiny right now. So okay, happy Rise of Iron launch. And uh thanks for listening, even though you're probably not playing Overwatch this week. Uh so but we also have uh WoW Talk, which is our World of Warcraft podcast, which is releases bi-weekly every Tuesday. Also, if you're playing Warcraft right now, well, Legion came out last week. Mm-hmm. So if you are playing Warcraft right now and you still listen to the show, thank you. <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> because I know that that's a big uh that's a big game for a lot of people to play, too, obviously. Uh, so thanks for listening still. But yeah, WoW Talk is re- releases bi-weekly every Tuesday. We just had a new WoW Talk yesterday, or today, sorry. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, Warcraft, check that out. If you're interested in Warcraft lore, we have the Torn and the Goblin. That's the, our newest uh, podcast, which is uh, you know about the stories going on in Warcraft. And since Legion came out, they're obviously talking more about Legion. So... Uh, yeah, check out Torn and Goblin that also releases bi-weekly on a Tuesday so if you don't get Wild Talk you would definitely get Torn and Goblin you are getting some type of wild content every Tuesday here at Matchless Buttons <laughs> uh, we are Watchpoint Radio we are about Overwatch as you could have guessed if you just listened to the past I don't know what hour and ten minutes um, but we release weekly on a yeah. Wednesday There is Double Tap, which is our podcast dedicated to fighting games and the fighting game community. That also releases bi-weekly on a Wednesday. There will be a new one out today, the same day that Watchpoint Radio was out. We have SIP Rep Radio, which is the division podcast, uh, which releases weekly on a Friday. We also have a Battlefield slash Battlefront podcast, Frontline Radio, which releases monthly the third week of every month. Uh, you can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash schedule for scheduling details. Uh, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we also have an RSS feed for those that want to uh, just, you know, plug it into whatever player they like to play it in, uh, plug it into. And all links for our platforms are available right on mashlessbuttons.com. Uh, We have many in the gaming community that go through many things in their lives. In Orbit host, Jorge, went through this in 2009 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Nearly seven years later, he is still healthy and in remission. He will be participating in the Rise of Hope Twitch Streams fundraiser. His charity is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and is asking for help. We recommend everyone visit LLS.org to learn more about his charity and to help Jorge out on his campaign page which is mash4.me slash lls. So that's mash the number four.me slash lls. You can go you can also go to his Destiny Clan website, the Technodrome.club, for additional information and watch him stream on September 20th. That's today, folks, at www.twitch.tv slash go to nrg. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be streaming the rest of the week too. So uh go help Jorge out there. Uh we'll be really appreciated. Uh our social media, twitter.com slash mtb site, facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Mikey, where can they find you?
1: They can find me at on Twitter, uh
0: at S Y M underscore K E Y. All right, and I am underscore jaw underscore, so underscore j a a underscore on Twitter. Uh like I said earlier, we uh, I guess this podcast, I've asked for a lot of feedback from the audience, haven't I? Uh, yeah, yeah We would like to hear from you guys. So, you know, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, so you like what we say, then you know, like we say, agree, disagree, feel free to reach out to us. I and mean, we have a contact form on the website. You can reach mm-hmm. us at WPR at MashalsButtons.com, You can leave a comment right on the podcast page. You can leave a comment on Facebook. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can do whatever you want to do. And, you know, reach out to us and, you know, we'll try to get back to you or at least answer the question. On the show, if I can't get back to you personally uh, we'd really appreciate we really appreciate when you guys reach out to us um, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out the best way to help us out is just to share the show with uh you know uh, anybody that might be interested sharing the show helps us out a great deal helps us to spread out a bit. If you really like us and you want to help us out even more, if you could rate and comment, rate and uh, review your favorite podcasting platform for our show, that will be tremendous. Uh, We thank you a lot for that. Uh, So like I said before, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. See you
1: later.